Atonement for Me, Episode 37, Microaggression. Hey Magical Misfits, it's Caden Ivy and welcome back to Atonement for Me. So I guess we're going to continue a little bit on last week's discussion. It's a lot of information and it's really difficult to break down. So today we are going to, to kind of further that with microaggressions. And that's not just something that is specific to the Asian community, to uh, females, to the transgender community, to any community in general. Microaggressions are a symptom of an oppressive society. And there's something that we get faced with every single day and those things pile up. It's like every time you see a pin cushion and you see all the pins in it, it's like those were one of the things that kind of went into you that day. And so some people say you get too passionate or watch your tone. But all of these things amount to an explosion of frustration that if the scale were flipped, the result of that would be just having a bad day. But that's not something that anybody else can afford. But what if we could see the damage that those little things does to a person. And we're going to switch it up today. I'm using props. So just bear with me on this one. I'll be able to explain it if you're listening. What if you could see the way that things affect you? So I'm going to be putting down a line on my arm as I explain each microaggression and at the end you're going to kind of see what I'm going through or trying to under explain. I'm a visual person. Sometimes analogies are lost on me. And I'm an effects artist so this is how I roll. Where are you really from? Where am I really from? I'm from Ontario. I'm from Toronto. But before that, does it matter? I don't, if somebody goes up to me and, say, and I go, oh, where are you from? And they say Nova Scotia, but before Nova Scotia, but before that, but before that, I've never dated an Asian before. So? Do you tell everybody that this is the first brown-haired girl you started to hit on? Because 
when you ask people to remember me from my hometown, they'll say, oh, the Asian? Take example of Tyler. Oh, he was funny. Oh, he was a joker. Somebody asked him about who he was talking to, who he was involved with, and he said me, and they said, oh, the Asian? Yeah, I'm, I'm a little bit more than that. Every time somebody introduces me as the Asian, this is my Asian friend, Caitlin. I don't introduce people as my white friend. Is that the only thing that is me? You're Asian? I love anime. I'm obsessed with Japanese. Cool. I don't speak Japanese and I'm not Japanese. Calling me chow mein. I'm not Chinese. Why are you calling me food? Also, Chinese food in America, and I'm saying America as in North America, and Chinese food in China are different. Equating those cultures, not the same. I love Lucy Lou. Not, I don't equate every white girl I see to Emma Stone. There's more of us. That would be like saying to a French person, oh, my idol's the Queen of England. Cool. Got nothing to do with me. But for real, are, you're kind of like a fake Asian, though, because you're like Filipino, so it doesn't really count. Again, you're saying I don't count. I only date Asian girls because they have the tightest pussies. He's only dating you because you're Asian. Asian girls suck the best dick. No, you're the kind of girl who guys just bring home to please their mother because they know that at least the housework will get done. Can I have a white girl help me? You don't count. I don't see you as colored. Calling me by my, a name that you've chosen for me. You don't look like a Caitlyn. Because why? What is a Caitlyn supposed to look like? Yeah, but that doesn't look like a Filipino name 
Yes, and most Filipinos have Spanish names. So what is your point? I have to prepare my family for bringing a brown person home. We didn't have a any Asian girls to play this role, so we just got a white girl. It doesn't matter anyways. You're not technically this, but you could fit in like this. Calling me by the name of another Asian person just because they're another Asian person. My homeroom teacher in high school called me Xiaoming for months. There was no Xiaoming in the class. And then when she discovered I was Filipino, she called me Jenny Lin because the other Filipino was named Jenny Lin. It wasn't made for skin like yours. Your people have never been slaves. You don't know discrimination. But you're Asian, how come I can speak better Japanese than you? When your dog dies, are you going to eat him? What? It's just a question. I figured I'd ask because you're Asian. The dog thing started in North America as a stereotype because it was advertised that the Filipino tribesmen that they kept in cages in Central Park ate dogs and had them do that, even though it was only ceremonial, every single day so the public could pay to watch it. Thanks. Thanks. You're a flip. Fucking little island person. Geisha. Asian whore. But people go to Comic-Con, it means we love Asians. This is only a list of things that people say to me. And if you're listening, every sentence that I made, I did a line on my arm. And right now I have more scars on my arm than I do for ever having done self-harm. And this is something that some of us carry with us on our shoulders every day because those cuts haven't healed. Because there's something that we hear every single day, all the time, from friends, from coworkers, from family members, from people on the streets. So when you say you're getting your tone, Watch your tone. Don't tell me how to think. I'm speaking as calmly as I can to you. 
it's like saying, if I was to show up to a hospital and my arm actually looked like this and I was saying, help, no one's going to say, well, watch your tone. They're going to see that I'm in distress and they'll understand the tone, the volume. But you can't always see these. You can't always see that those tones, those raised voices, those pleas for help, those are desperation. Those wouldn't be judged in any other context. I know I've had to learn these things about myself. I've had to learn them about other people and how they fit contextually. Because at the end of the day, they might be just words. But when those words have been pushed so deeply into your brain, into your mind, into your heart, into your soul, you can hear them when you are asleep. That doesn't go away. And it doesn't go away every time it happens again and again. It only hurts more because you're putting salt in that wound. How would you judge somebody if you could see the pain that they carry? Would you tell them that they're just being too sensitive? That that is just the way things are? That there's nothing you can do because it's not your place? Is it your place now? And that's the tea.